Adam Crowley Show. Sidney Crosby got rubbed by the glove on power play. And that's it, rub. You guys looked at each other like I said rubbed. Yeah, and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show. Well, your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number two call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. The Washington Capitals are your defending Stanley Cup champion. Son of a bitch! Mother! I wish I could say this was all fake outrage, but it's not. I did not want to see them dance around on the ice with the Stanley Cup, and they did just that. I've seen some say, oh, we're happy for Brooks Orpik. Oh, we're happy for Matt Niskanen. Ovechkin deserved it. You know what you deserve? What you get. You deserve what you earn. Since he won, he deserved it. Before then, he didn't because they hadn't won. He didn't do enough. Now, he's been a great playoff performer, but he still did not do enough to get them to advance in the playoffs, simply put. So he deserves it now. He didn't deserve it before. That being said, Alexander Ovechkin is one of the greatest players I've ever seen. One of the best goal scorers of all time. Certainly the best goal scorer of this generation. And winning the Stanley Cup does not, at least to me, make him better today than he was yesterday. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin five days ago is the exact same player he is now. He was always this great. Now he can get recognized for it by his haters. The other thing I don't like that is happening with the disingenuous hockey media is... Now Ovechkin can put his haters in their place. But the guy who wrote it was a hater three years ago. He had haters, and now they're putting their place. Uh, Zeisberger, you were a hater. And Don Cherry, you were a hater. It doesn't necessarily make them awful people for having been haters, given that the Washington Capitals had won multiple president's trophies and never held the Stanley Cup, but it does make them hypocritical if they call out the haters now. All this, though, doesn't matter at the moment to me. Watching them host the cup, hoist the cup yesterday made me think, why do we evaluate the way that we do? Why do we have to make these snap judgments in the heat of the moment for every player in every sport in every league every year? This guy misses the shot. Well, his career's not lived up to it. He's a loser. Well, we haven't seen the entirety of his career. Peyton Manning, for how long, was the guy who couldn't win the big game? Bill Cower, for how long, was the coach who couldn't win the big game? What happened to Cower? He won a big game. What happened to Peyton Manning? He won a couple of them. The Atlanta Braves, the 1990s, well, they fell short, right? But these Pittsburgh Penguins... When they won their first Stanley Cup in 2009 and then didn't win one for the following six years, people said, well, maybe they're the Atlanta Braves of the 1990s. They'll be one and the same. Pittsburgh Penguins, 2000s, and Atlanta Braves, 1990s. Talent-laden teams that did not do enough to win their championship, multiple championships, when they had that opportunity. But then the Penguins went back-to-back Stanley Cups, and now Crosby's destiny has been achieved. The destiny has been achieved! Alexander Ovechkin, as the captain of the Washington Capitals, has always been expected to not just win one cup, but win multiple cups, as have the Penguins. They've been expected to become a dynasty. But if the Penguins are expected to be a dynasty, 
and the Capitals are expected to be a dynasty, and the Blackhawks are expected to be a dynasty, and the LA Kings flirt in that territory, then how exactly can we be mad that the team doesn't win every year you think they're quote-unquote supposed to win? I think we need to evaluate players at the end of playoff series as opposed to game one. Oh, Crosby didn't do enough to win. He's not doing enough to win this series. Well, let's see if he wins the series. Oh, Vetchkin's not doing enough in his career. Why don't we wait till the end of the career? We're so quick in today's day and age to have to get out on Twitter in the heat of a moment, prisoners of the moment, to say this guy effed up this bad and his legacy is now defined by blank. And it happens politically. It happens in the sports world. It happens everywhere because we all feel like our opinions mean the same. Uh, We all feel like our opinions deserve to be heard and that our opinions can shape the opinions of others. So when Ovechkin's struggling, when his teams are winning President's Trophies and not winning the Stanley Cup, people are all going to line up to say, this guy stinks, Russians can't win, certainly not him, he's a bad captain, Dale Hunter really screwed him up, right? And I just don't think it's fair to do that until we've seen the full scope. I don't think it's fair to evaluate a dynasty. I don't think it's fair to evaluate a Hall of Fame career player until after the career's done. Peyton Manning's the example that I always give. But think about Tom Brady, even. Guys won five championships in 18 years. Five times. 18 years. Five out of 18. That means 13 years, Robert Kraft's pissed off. 13 years, Bill Belichick's pissed off. 13 years, Tom Brady's not happy. 13 years, the fan base is blaming someone. 13 years, you did not achieve your ultimate goal. In every year that they went in, they were one of the better teams in the National Football League, and yet they did not win it every year. Well, the Washington Capitals, yeah, they've won it once, so they're not in the Patriots' territory, but bear with me for a second. Ovechkin's won one in 14 years. How many more? Is he going to win? We don't know. What if he wins three in a 17-year career? Are we going to say Ovechkin didn't make the most of his opportunities? Are we going to say that Alex Ovechkin left some championships on the table? I don't think that that will be the narrative at all. The narrative will be he won three championships. This guy's a great player. Sidney Crosby needed that second cup to get that validation. Uh, As strange as that is, everything else he did after that first championship didn't mean anything because he didn't have the second. When he got the second, oh, now Crosby is this great leader. If narratives can so change on a dime like that, then why do we put so much stock in the narratives in the first place? Sidney Crosby can't win. These Penguins are the 90s Braves. Ovechkin can't win. Peyton Manning couldn't win until he did. Bill Cowher couldn't win until he did. The Penguins were the Braves until they weren't. Ovechkin's Capitals now have a championship, so he can no longer be the guy who can't win the big game. I think that what you need to do as sports fans, I think what we need to do and be better at in the media is wait and see. And that's never going to happen, but I think we would be a better civilization for it. I think we could absorb... Sports better because of it. Hell, the Pittsburgh Steelers are viewed as the best franchise in the National Football League in a lot of people's opinions. And 1933 was their first year? (laughs) They've won six Super Bowls in how many years is that? I can't do the math. 1933 is a long friggin' time ago. The Penguins have won five since 67, and they're a great franchise, right? In most people's eyes, 
Yes, most rational people would say absolutely. They're one of the best franchises now, non-original six in NHL history. But you're winning championships in five out of 41 years? We get too caught up with this team's supposed to win this year. This team's supposed to win that year. This team's supposed to win every year. It doesn't work out that way. Gretzky won it four times. Lemieux's the best hockey player I've ever laid my two eyes on, and I think a lot of people would agree on that one. And he won the Stanley Cup twice. Twice. That's not to say that's not a lot, but it's not as much as Gretzky. It's not as much as a lot of players throughout the history of the National Hockey League. Paul Coffey's winning a million of them. You can't win it every year. And if every franchise thinks that they can win it every year, then... Most teams are going to wind up being disappointed. Fans need to be a little bit more realistic. The media needs to not pile on the way that they do. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Serbia is a country I don't think we're ever going to have to worry about rooting for in this World Cup as they're getting destroyed in our Twitter poll right now. But we'll teach you about them anyway. Those raspberries are eaten. Chances are... They're Serbian. Get out. Serbia has been topping the global raspberry export list for several years now. In fact, in 2012, this is insane, almost 95% of the world's raspberries came from this country. Wow. Adam, fun fact here. I will not eat any raspberry unless it is from Serbia. We won't touch them. Really? We won't touch them. I get my schnozberries from Serbia. Yeah. Yeah, They're really good. They're good at that, too. Yeah. Tim Benz knows this, but vampire is the most famous Serbian word that is accepted and used across the world. Furthermore, the first vampire was not Count Dracula. It wasn't? No, it was Peter Blagojovic. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah, no wonder they went with Dracula. Much easier to pronounce than Blagojovic, about whose vampirism was extensively written about in the Austrian press in 1725. Wait a second, why was the Austrian press writing about a Serbian vampire? I guess he was going across the border there. Thirteen Serbs <laughs> worked on the NASA's Apollo project. Also, one of the founders of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration Agency was a Serb named Mahaljo Pupin. Pupin. Hell, Putin. Pupin. Pupin. Mahaljo Pupin. Hey, what's Mahaljo doing? Hey, he's Pupin. <laughs> what's that guy up to, Pupin? Where's your friend, Pupin? Coming up next... Hey, Adam, do you know that Serbia, they have the highest number of Roman emperors born in one country? Highest. Right in Serbia. Right there. Now, wait a second. I have, to, I have to abandon the T's here. Why were there... I would think that Rome had the highest number of Roman... No, well, they were born in Serbia and then went to Rome and became lots of changes of power and That's stuff true. in Rome, you That's know? That's true. Coming up next... Hey, have you ever seen an insect dance? Well, if you've never seen one, then visit Serbia in June, because that's when the insects in Serbia dance. Josh Yoey. It's a fact. To weigh in. They get their jig on. Yes. On the Malkin-Ovechkin debate. Bug out. And how far are the Penguins away from beating the Capitals? Hey, did you know that there's globes in Serbia filled with mystery? Firstly, no one can tell the certain for certain what the origin is of these globes. They're called... Pavlin globes. Uh, Nobody knows anything about them except that they're globes. Serbia. It's the Crowley Show. Belgrade's the capital of Serbia.
Largest cities in the Southeast Europe. One of the largest. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Frank Sick. Hi, everyone. It's Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and you can join me every Thursday night from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at the Rochester Inn in the North Hills for the Golf Show with Jerry Dulac, presented by Michelob Ultra. Live fit, live fun, live ultra. And Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday, Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Each week, you can register to win great prizes at the show, in addition to getting insight from the world of golf as well as up-to-date information on the PGA Tour. This and more on your home for the most complete golf coverage, ESPN Pittsburgh. Oh! Yeah. Oh! 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 Penguins fans are going to do this thing where they go five to one, five to one. We've won five, you've won one. Crosby's won three, you've won one. Yeah, but while more is more, now is now. If my wife were to cheat on me, I'd be mad about that one, even though I'd have been with her a million more times than her and that other guy. It's about right now. It's about the present. The Capitals can say, and their fan base can say, and their stupid skunk-haired owner can say, we are the champions! And they can play the Queen song, and they can have the parades, and they can have all the fun, all the fun that we used to be having! They can do it and we can't anymore! Steelers fans do that all the time. Yeah, we got six. We got six! And they never even give it any context. That's, oh, big win for the Ravens yesterday. Yeah, we got six. Oh, they put it on those milk cartons. Got six? We got six. Now, Penguins fan, we got five. I mean, you got caps. There you go, one. You got one. There you go, one. You got five. Well, here's the deal. They won this one. Right now is what matters. When they beat you and you were mad and you felt it there in the present, you weren't thinking about the last two years' cup runs. Take it on the chin, Penguins fans. You're not the best team in hockey right now. Maybe they will be next year, but they're not right now. Right now, it is the Capitals. Josh Yoey of The Athletic joins us now here on the Crowley Show as I catch my breath. Yoey, what's up? You're a little worked up today. What's that? You're a little worked up today. I am worked right. up today, and here's why. Because part of my soul's dead, Yoey. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I know. I know. Look, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup, and I'm not happy about it. I get why people would say, oh, Vechkin, he's one of the greats of all time, and it's fitting that he wins a championship. But as a Penguins fan, I don't think I should be happy for him. I really don't. Well, I agree. I see there's this big uh, sentiment on Twitter like, eh, you know, oh, we deserve to get one. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's it's kind of an old school thing where fans just uh, don't ever want to see teams they hate win. Um, so yeah, you, you raise an interesting point there. Um, but fans seem to have changed over the years. I don't know. I think there's some fans who want to be the worldly wise fan, exactly, and say, "Well, but this is okay because you 
Yeah, I'm okay with fans who just flat out hate teams. I'm fine with that. Hell yeah, and and I think that's part of sports. I really do. Rivalries are are, are so crucial. I also think it's a little bit of a defense mechanism, Josh, uh, where Penguins fans can say, "Oh, I'm not upset. Uh, I'm happy for Ovechkin. He gets his one." When in reality, they're probably burning with deep hatred inside. I would imagine so. Um, I'm trying to think what it's going to be now. Penguins fans can say, "Well, you guys want a cup, but you you." beat an expansion team, so there should be an asterisk beside that, perhaps. That's true. Maybe something along those lines. I don't know. But there, it was kind of anticlimactic, wasn't it, last night? Uh, you, know, you could just feel it that the, there was no way they weren't going to win that game. And even if when the game shifted to the third period, even if Vegas had held on to the lead and won the game, at no point did I ever feel like they were the better team at any point. And even in game one, I mean, it was helter-skelter, and uh, they're lucky to have not been swept, frankly. Yeah, I think we all maybe were guilty of perhaps not understanding just how much better the Eastern Conference was than the Western Conference, really, the last couple of seasons. Um, I think that played a role, but yeah, I agree mm. with you. I was thinking to myself on the third period of that game last night, it was a great game. I was thinking, man, even if Vegas holds on, there's no way they're winning three straight against this yeah. team. Uh, you, you could just feel it. And it would have been fun, I guess, to see how the Caps would have handled the pressure if it would have gone back to Washington for game six. But uh, clearly they have uh, developed a little bit of resolve over the last few years. Uh, they're not the choking capitals that they once were. That That is pretty clear at this point. No, they're not. And... Here's a thing that I haven't heard discussed very often. The Capitals could have easily won either of the last two series against the Penguins. They could be uh, having won two out of three or two in a row championships, to be honest. No, there's no question. Uh, I remember I actually picked the Penguins to beat the Capitals this year, but in doing so, I, I recall saying, perhaps on this very show, that let's not act like these series were routes. I mean, those were classic hard-fought series. It really couldn't have gone either way. If Nick Benino doesn't win that game in overtime, who knows what happens in Game 7 in Washington. And if Flurry doesn't stop Ovechkin with the knob of his stick in Game 7 last year and it's a tie game, who knows? I, you know, the, the, those series really were that close. And you know what? Maybe they're not done having great series. Would anybody be shocked if they needed the second round again next year? I know I wouldn't. No, let's buy the tickets now. It's happening. I mean, I'm telling you right now, we're going to see Washington-Pittsburgh second round. It is a date. Josh Yoey, the athletic, joining us here on the Crowley Show. I thought Barry Trotz did a really good job these playoffs, and I've been very hard on Barry Trotz, as have a lot of people. Uh, But the way that they attacked on the counterattack, they set up that picket fence at the blue line, and they just allowed their offensive talent uh, to take the puck the other way. And then if that's not working, at least they played good enough defense where you knew their power play was going to be successful. Uh, I think it was a really smart move for Barry Trotz to go into such a defensive system as he did. Yeah, I agree with you. I would love to see a final tally of how many odd man rushes the Capitals had you know, man. for and against in the playoffs. It would be incredible. I remember thinking in the Columbus series, like, God, they've had like seven two-on-ones. Columbus hasn't had any. I know in the Penguin series it was dramatically slanted. Um, no, they, they played like a well-coached team, didn't they? They did. I mean, they, everything they did, they they were so poised. They didn't really take chances. And even when you look at the Penguin series, that was the one thing that I think 
it was driving everyone nuts about the Penguins. They were just pinching constantly and taking so many chances. And when you do that, you know, against a good team, you're going to risk giving up a lot. That's exactly what happened. So, no, it was a very controlled style of play from the Capitals. And you have to give them credit. They just did everything exactly right. Better player, Malkin or Ovechkin? Um, boy, I know what you're getting at because now all the talk is is Ovechkin the greatest Russian player of all time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most people are going to say Ovechkin. Uh, Malkin is the better all-around player. Um, he can beat you in different ways. It's so hard to pick one guy over the other. Um, but Ovechkin, I think is probably the second greatest goal scorer of all time behind only Mario, and he's always going to be remembered as the best Russian player of all time, whether he is or not. Right. I still think Malkin is the better overall player if you take both of them, and, and even if you take Crosby out of the equation, I think you win more with Malkin. I really believe that, but you cannot ignore Ovechkin's consistency. He's the most consistently great goal scorer ever. I will say that every year just does it again and again from the same spot on the ice. It doesn't matter. There's never been anyone quite like him. That power play is automatic. It it, <laughs> it just is. Uh, I My wife laughed because when Ovechkin scored from the circle, as he always does, or I guess it was inside the circle and uh, kind of off the angle a little bit, When before the puck even left the stick on the pass, I said goal. And then she chuckled, and I just said, there's nothing you can do. They just, there's nothing you can do. And if they take him away, then, oh, she's sitting in the slot, and they're switching places with Carlson. I hope that son of a bitch goes somewhere else. I don't I don't want that guy on their power play anymore. <laughs> That's why your wife never cheated on me for preface, my fan, first of all. Um, <laughs> just in case she's listening, and she heard you ten minutes earlier, I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. Uh, this is a very loyal husband we're talking about here. But anyway, um, they're, uh, you know, I was watching their power play last night thinking, as great as the Penguins' power play is, like, how is this power play not number one in the league every year? It's incredible. And it really backs him. The guy who makes it go is such a genius with the puck. Uh, he does these no-look passes, and, and he has three options at all times. So, you know, the drill, you got Ovi in his spot, you've got Oshie in the slot, and you've got Carlson with that big bomb at the, at the blue line, and they can all score. Uh, they all have lethal shots. So Ovechkin obviously is in his own world, but the other two are so dangerous. Well, you always hear people say, well, how do you leave Ovi so wide open all the time? You know where he's going to be. Well, okay, you can you can shade over to him all you want, and then you're leaving those two guys open. And Backstrom is so adept at finding them at the exact precise moment that he needs to, and he's always right on the money with those passes. It's a brilliantly designed power play. And, mm. and by the way, since we're talking about the Cavs power play, full credit to Todd Reardon, who coaches that power play, and he also coaches their defensemen. And how good were the Capitals' defensemen in the playoffs, and how good was that power play? I think he's going to be a head coach uh, sooner rather than later, whether it be in Washington or elsewhere. How close are the Penguins to beating Washington? How about that question? The reverse of what the question usually is. I mean, they took him to six, obviously, and it went to overtime in game six, but the Penguins did not look all that impressive in that hockey game, and perhaps the Penguins did just simply run out of gas. But uh, if both teams remain as constructed, and let's say Carlson and Trotz go back there, I mean, is, is it just another coin flip series, I suppose, in the second round next year? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I do think a real summer off for the Penguins is going to do wonders. Um, I think they're basically the same. You, you can pick one or the other, and it's not wrong. But I don't think John Carlson is coming back, I will say that. Uh, I'd really, really surprised if he does. And that's a big deal. He's the guy on the blue line. Uh, he's the guy who plays 28 minutes a night. He runs a power play for them. I think they're going to lose him, and I think that's a big deal for do. But, yeah, I think we're going to see this a few more times in the playoffs in the next five years. I really believe that, and um, it's that even. It has been for years. There's always been this perception that, oh, they can't beat the Penguins, they can't beat the Penguins. Well, sure they can. And they finally did, but it's not like they didn't come close before. These are just two great teams, probably the two best franchises in the last four or five years, really. And, um, no, there's a couple of more great series coming. I don't think there's any question. And until we see what happens this summer, it's hard to say for sure, but I don't think either team is going anywhere for a little while. No, they're not. And isn't that funny, the way that this has all gone down? Uh, I had Emily Kaplan from ESPN on whenever Washington was down 2-0. We were talking about, okay, time to start selling everyone, time to totally rebuild this thing, let's see where it goes. And, I mean, they are here to stay for a little while. Kuznetsov's 26 years old. He's signed through the middle of the 2020s. Uh, Backstrom's around. Ovechkin's around. That guy didn't look like he's slowing down at all. Braden Holpe, one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. The rivalry, if anything, Josh, is going to it's going to reach that now legit, legendary, bird, magic-type status. We've been waiting for this. Uh, Crosby, Malkin, it's been billed as this great rivalry, and now if these two teams are meeting every damn year in the second round and both teams are going to have a cup or multiple, I mean, that's just going to add to this legend. You know, it's funny when they met in 2009 and had that great series. Now that was it. That was supposed to be the year when they met all every single year, and it was going to be this incredible rivalry. Right. And it didn't happen. It's, it's remarkable that they went seven years without playing each other in the postseason. It, it really is. And, and frankly, both teams were at fault in, in different years uh, to make sure that that didn't, didn't happen. But, yeah, I've played three years in a row now, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I would guess in the next five years we'll see it at least two or three more times. And it is a real rivalry. Uh, people wanted to say it really wasn't because the Capitals never won. Well, they have. So if you want to find the positives in this, um, it is a rivalry again, and it's a great one. And I'll be curious when the NHL schedule is released in a couple of weeks to see if the Penguins open up the season in Washington. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they opened up in our nation's capital in early October. I think that would be fitting since the Capitals opened up here uh, a year ago and the Penguins had the cup on the ice. Why not? So it is a real rivalry, and it's a good thing for the sport. It really is because it's always great hockey when they play. And they're in their 30s now, Crosby and Ovechkin, but neither one is really showing any signs of swelling. So uh, hopefully we'll get a few good years out of it. It would be great. Well, and for as much flack as the NHL gets for a number of different things, you mentioned seven years in a row these two teams didn't play, and now with the way that it's set up in the division format, you're going to see it more often. And uh, if one of these two teams winning the championship, then, I mean, it really doesn't matter whether or not they play in the conference final. As You, you want to get it. You want to guarantee or at least guarantee that you can almost get this every year. And I think they got something right. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I don't give them a hard time over the playoff format. I'm kind of indifferent toward the format in general. But, yeah, you want those special matchups. And 
The earlier you can get them, who cares? I mean, really. And the Stanley Cup playoffs are just a two-month marathon. And as long as you get the matchup you're looking for, that's not a bad thing. And it's funny, I was thinking, you know, the NHL, I think, has been guilty for a long time of promoting the team concept almost too much at the detriment of stars. And look at the last three years now. You've had Ovechkin, Crosby, and Crosby be the compromise winner. Uh, the, the best players are winning the championships. That hasn't happened enough in hockey in the last 25 years. So it's finally happening, and, and whether it's coincidental or not, whether the NHL just stumbled upon it and got lucky or whatever, uh, it's a really good thing for the league. Well, you know what? We we live in such a right-now culture. Everything, you have to get your opinions out as the game's going on so that you can make sure that you aren't second. You can say you weren't second-guessing, you were first-guessing, and opinions, 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 live in the moment, uh, prisoner, really, of the moment. But... It does make more sense to evaluate players when their careers are done. I mean, there there's all the talk about Ovechkin and Crosby and their rivalry, and for so long Ovechkin disappointed, and for, uh, well, not him, but his teams, and for a long uh-huh. period of time Crosby's Penguins disappointed and underachieved after they won the Stanley Cup in 2009. But now you can't say that about either of them. I mean, you win as many as you're supposed to win. It's not easy to win them. I mean, you, you win three. I mean, you're really not supposed to win more than that. Maybe Ovechkin's not done. At the end of his career, if he's racked up two or three, I think we're all going to look pretty damn stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's important to just enjoy what's going on, right? It's just like you always hear, oh, Jordan or LeBron, Jordan or LeBron. Like, who cares? Just enjoy the fact that LeBron puts up 35, 12, and 10 every night. No one else in the history of the game has done that. Um, yeah, you, you make a very valid point. And athletes are, I mean, listen, they're just greater under their 30s than they used to be. If you look at the history of hockey, Lemieux, Gretzky, Bobby Orr, they were all by far at their best in their early to mid-20s. They never won anything in their 30s. The three of those guys never won a cup in their 30s. Athletes are different nowadays, so yeah. the script hasn't really been written on these guys yet, entirely anyway. Obi's 32, since 30. Like they've got a lot of great years left, and as sports fans and sports journalists, uh, we're all very lucky because these are rare players that don't come along very often. When your grandmother texted you and asked if Alex, or pardon me, if Phil Kessel is going to get traded, how did you reply? Well, it wasn't a text. I was sitting in her living room. Oh. <laughs> I, was, um, I, I was watching the game with my mom and grandma, and, you know, I'm watching the last minute. It's pretty intense. My mom's, like, flipping out. She's like, where's the clock? Like, they took the clock down. I'm like, like I, I don't know. I think there's shenanigans going on. But, you know, but hopefully there will be some kind of great theater. And then there's silence, and my grandma says, well, are they going to trade Kessel or not? <laughs> I was like, I, I, grandma, I don't know. Like, then she does the whole, well, you cover the team, you should know. I'm like, well, yeah, but Jim Rutherford, yeah, he's like you. He's kind of an older person. He just, you know, sometimes a whim hits and they do something. I don't know. I said, I don't think it's going to happen, but stranger things have happened. Josh, appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks a lot, and we'll do it again soon, I hope. Draft's just around the corner. All right, buddy, you got it. Anytime. Are you ready to join the Dream Scheme? It's Free Movie Friday. Thanks to our friends at Adam Tickets app, and we want to hook you up with tickets to see Ocean's 8 in theaters. Not tomorrow, but today. It's got a star-studded cast that teams up to pull off the biggest heist of the century. Text BURGER to ADAM1, that's A-T-O-M-1, for your chance to win standard data and text message rates. 
do apply. Coming up next, it is the hottest take of the day. It's other crap, three stars of the show, and it is the stars of the week montage. How are we going to fit it all in? That's what she said at Scrally Show. How do you Friday? Whether you're trying to firm up, slim down, feel better, or simply take a break, Smoothie King has the smoothie for you. And with our $5 Fridays, you can Friday with a purpose. 32-ounce smoothies are just $5, and 32-ounce meal replacements are just $6. All blends, all flavors, all Friday. So how do you Friday? Friday like a king. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Participating locations, some restrictions may apply. It was summer, and it was hot. A lonely gray couch. Mm. Oh, look, cried Ned. And the kingdom was his forever. The end. What are you doing? It's from Friends. Stars of the Week montage coming up to end the show. I guess there's nothing else to say, but it's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. As much as it pains me to say the Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions, the Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions, and Penguins fans, you can try to do what you want to take this moment away from them, but it is their moment, a moment that they did earn. And yes, you can make jokes about taking down banners in order to put up legitimate banner for the first time in franchise history. They're Eastern Conference champs. They're Stanley Cup champs. Those banners will now replace whatever other crappy division championship, Southwest division championship banners they had before. Southeast, whatever the hell they were. But those jokes aren't funny. The Ovechkin being the drink that is the white Russian without the cup. That joke's not funny anymore. There's no longer the gif of Ovechkin holding up the golf clubs over his head instead of the Stanley Cup. All that's gone. Because what they have is a Stanley Cup championship. What Ovechkin has is a Stanley Cup championship, and none of your petty BS is going to be able to take that away from him. Ah, what's the hottest take today? Woo! Other crap. The Capitals owner, Ted Leonsis, says to expect a bigger parade than originally planned. Is the Caps owner, Sean Spicer. Woo! Other crap. Congratulations on your long-awaited hockey championship, Baltimore. Woo! Other crap. Donald Trump is mulling whether or not he should pardon Muhammad Ali. Woo! Other crap. I thought Trump would still be wondering if he should invite him to the White House. Woo! Other crap. The deputy mayor of D.C. excused all people from work today. Wouldn't that just be a typical Friday in D.C.? Woo! Other crap. Since we got a horse going for the Triple Crown, I think we're justified in watching the Belmont. Woo! Other crap. It's a stable joke. Woo! Other crap. It's been 464 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Josh Yohe. Falcon is the better all-around player. 
I mean, he can beat you in different ways. It's so hard to pick one guy over the other. Um, but Ovechkin, I think, is probably the second greatest goal scorer of all time behind only Mario. Second star. Tonight, second star of the show, Matt Williamson! Before T.O. was inducted, I made a big stink saying this guy belongs in the Hall of Fame. And for those that don't know, the criteria is you're on the field play. I mean, you can be an axe murderer and still go to the Pro Football <laughs> Hall of Fame. I'm still giggling that Williamson made a big stink. First star. Tonight's first star of the show, Devin! I think it's a blessing that he's not. I, I was always thinking about his induction speech. If you've ever heard his dude talk on, on sports uh, shows whenever he's getting interviewed, it's always about how he was done wrong and he was portrayed. And I didn't want to hear an hour of this dude talking about all he <laughs> gave and, and he was, was mistreated and he didn't. And my quarterback, my quarterback. Oh, my God, we got a bonus star. And tonight's bonus star, Adam Crowley. All I got to say is you just got to wait and see at the end of these careers. When you look back through the record books, when you look back on the Stanley Cup and you see what names are engraved, that's really what matters. Not the here and now. <laughs> that was the bonus star. <laughs> That was a great take. What do you want from me? How did that get... Uh, was, good job, Adam. Good job, buddy. It was well done. That was a hell of a star. Beautiful. Who let the dogs Seriously, out? Though, how the hell did that make it? It was a great take. Like, I thought it was a great take. I don't know. I don't make the rules. On Monday, we'll be talking about the NBA champion, Golden State Warriors. Plus, the Pirates will have lost a couple of games. Coming up next, it is the end of the week montage... We'll see you on Monday at 4, bitches. That is one old woman. That's an old broad right there. Fortunately, under France's law of marrying dead people, you're all good. Oh, we can go back and tap that. Marry her up. Oh, that was a terrible... Why did I say <laughs> Why that? Why did you even... Why did I say that? Hi! The most recent thing I remember about Egypt was back in 1999 when Brendan Fraser sent that bastard emo tent back to the underworld. I've just done nothing but watch the city of Pittsburgh take a dump down my throat for 20 years, so it's good to be on, on the uh, giving end of that exchange. Why do they always say things like... When Trump said, oh my God, did you just fart? I thought that was a prank that you guys were playing on everybody, telling like visitors to your city that Iron City Light is a really good beer. Because I had one sip of it, and, and my, my chest hair fell off. So it's definitely a lawnmower beer. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. But he has to work for everything, because his teammates... <laughs> Kevin Love's fine, but the rest are... <laughs> Oh my god, did you just fart? You hope that the fastball is coming right down the pipe, and it did, and bam, foul. That's it. That's all I could muster. And it went sideways. Because I was that friggin' late. I dicked it. Well, I dicked it. A Florida woman says she's found Jesus in a horseshoe crab shell. But the rest are... If you were a photographer, I'd see you as, like, some kind of, like, uh, like guy who's like, give it all to me. Give it to me. Let me see the emotion. Let me see the expression. Let me feel it. You're a tiger! You're turning the tiger!
The, 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 the problem here is though, my son, my, he just turned nine a couple weeks ago, he, he does like girl on his little travel baseball team when they do push-ups as a penalty, like he does girl push-ups. Nice. It's kind of embarrassing. I've been working with him on it, and I realize that dad doesn't do push-ups. That makes absolutely no sense. I don't have a no-hole. It's Danish. It should make you angry. It's a Titans fan. You're saying, you know, these these Cats fans, they don't they don't know what what it is what it's like to win back to back Stanley Cups. When Michael Jordan was going for home, he had to untape his bleep from his leg. Very nice. Okay, much better there. I mean, it still wasn't a great joke, but let's put another shrimp on the Bobby. If you're a Penguins fan, you want your team to win every year, and why, why would you take any enjoyment out of seeing any other team, you know, win? Big big penis. Yeah, going for home. They had to tape it to his leg and. Stick stuff it in his sock. Have to take it out because yeah. he's going for home. Yeah, which is sex. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. There's nothing more meaningful in life these days these days than to be recognized on social media with likes and retweets. Donald Trump wants to get to third base, but is not okay with you being on your knees. Big penis. Yeah. Hi. The necktie was invented in Croatia. I invented. Piano key necktie! I invented it! What have you done, Derek? Nothing!